Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. The old gods and the new. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. I am Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by surprise motherfucker joseph george what's up buddy whoa what up what up always a pleasure to be here man been uh, too fucking long it's been too long it has been i don't know what's been going on lately but glad to finally be back man (laughs) finally Um, finally no it's not like you haven't been on on for 10 like 10 straight pods in the last two weeks i mean yeah i guess i guess this uh this these last couple of weeks have been pretty good, huh? We've been, been we've had cool. quite the stack of of uh, content, which I don't know. It's been I've actually listened to a lot of our podcasts now. It's just fun. that I'm going back to school and I'm walking from class to class a lot. I have a lot of downtime and stuff like that. Like so, I just instead of popping on music, I just pop in our old pods, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I felt about that movie. And like it, it's yeah, it, it's right, really right. like um it's it's it is really fun to listen to them back now. I never used to do that, but now I do. Uh, no, yeah. Since yeah. I since I'm a delivery driver, I'm typically <laughs> uh, like because part of it is you know I edit the podcast, but if there's nothing that I expressly feel as we're recording that needs to get edited out, I don't edit it. You know, like I throw them, I throw the theme song at the front, I mm-hmm. save it, and I submit it to go. Then I go back and listen and make sure I didn't sound like a complete and utter <laughs> idiot when it's out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how I go about it. Uh, yeah, there hasn't really been a time yet where I've been like, "Ooh, I don't know if I agree with what I said there anymore." I don't think yeah. nothing like that has happened quite yet. But, oh, uh, you do it for long enough, and you will. Oh, um, definitely. Oh, like yeah. I go back and listen to some of the very early, early days pods here, mm-hmm. and I go, "Oh my fucking god!" Like yeah. people probably there are probably people who have gone and listened <laughs> listened through and been like is this motherfucker lying like about like mm. the way I feel about things? Because it's just evolved so much. Like we've been yeah. doing this for, I've been doing this for almost four years now. May will be four years. The pot has existed. Um, and for you, it'll probably coming up on eh, this like August, September will be more like three years for you. Uh, you're, you're probably because September, 2020, I think is about when we started the Mandalorian rewatch. Sounds officially. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. It's been a while. So, it's been a while. We've mm-hmm. been on it. But anywho, sorry for all that. Uh, the tangent there. We don't usually start the episode off that way. But we're talking Game of Thrones, season two, episode six. This mm-hmm. is The Old Gods and the New, written by Vanessa Taylor and directed by David Nutter, the Nutman. <laughs> hey, they uh, they were in their bag this one because, I mean, you know, it, to tie it in with that, I guess, like now that we're breaking down each episode of Game of Thrones, I can go back and see how I like felt 
each episode now and not, not even maybe go back and see how I felt, but more of like, I'm getting a better understanding of what happened in what season, what happened like where now, which is really nice. Uh, because yeah, this episode was an episode was, that was like, holy shit. They were just get, foot was on the pedal the whole time. Like they after moment yeah. after moment, uh, I was like, cause I remembered all of these scenes. Pretty much every single one of the scenes that happened, I remembered. Yeah. But I didn't remember them all being in the same fucking episode. Like, the fact that Theon kills Sir Roderick, like, at the very fucking beginning. That's, like, in the first eight minutes of this episode. And then Joffrey tells uh, his guards to kill all the, the common people. Uh, the Hound saves Sansa. Tyrion smacks the shit out of Joffrey. Like, there Don was so... Egret. Um, John and Egret meet. Danny, like, like her dragons get taken. Like it's like, oh my god! Like I thought that this episode happened over the span of like three episodes. Being yeah. honest, like everything that happened in it. So it's like, um, and I'll say, you know, a couple episodes back, Garden of Bones uh, was rated one of our worst so far, um, and that was also written by Vanessa Taylor. Hey, Garden of Bones. Oh, episode four. episode four. Yeah, episode four. Gotcha. Uh, that was also Vanessa Taylor written. I got to say, even though that was still good, it's not like she needed to redeem herself or anything. If she needed to, though, redemption found. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode yeah. was fucking incredible. Uh, yeah. Maybe not just redemption. Maybe I'll, I'll, maybe it's better just to say, like, this is the precedent that they've set for themselves now. Let's see yeah, if they can yeah. do even better. Yeah, um, Taylor it, fucked on this one. Yeah, they did. And that's the thing is that the show that the reason that this show impresses me so much is that they can have so many different storylines that are all written as detailed as an entire show is basically, but still display it in a way that's not, you're not lost or you're not like, I don't know, even if you don't pick up on every minute detail, you're still in on the bigger picture that's happening because mm. I, without a doubt, am understanding the show way more on this watch than I am on my first or even my second. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, but like now, I, I just see that they've just made it in a way that is, it is beautiful for new fans. And the more you watch it, it only gets better. Like it's infinitely, infinitely yeah. rewatchable. Like, cause I'll tell you, like, I was on a fucking foot on the pedal. I've been watching shit this year. Like at, at the, through January, I watched way more movies than I am comfortable saying. And so like, I've been kind of burnt out the first week of February. Like I've watched three movies in the first week of February, which is good for most people far hmm. less than I've been on average. Uh, but, uh, so like, I've been like not wanting to watch anything. I've been reading a lot of comics lately. That's kind of what I've been doing in my free time. I turn something on. I don't really watch it. I'm reading, I'm reading comic books while I'm watching it. But, uh, I turned Game of Thrones on last night and not just because I have a podcast about it was I seared to the fucking television. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm looking, I, Everything I've been turning on for the last week, I've been going, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get on my phone and look at this. You know, mm. I watched I watched this. It ended and I was like, that's it. Where give, yeah. me, give me more. I want more like straight up. I thought we might be halfway through the episode when it ended. Whenever like whenever Danny mm. and Zarozo and Doxus are walking up the stairs there, I was like, frankly, we could still have half this episode left. I didn't check the Man. time once throughout the episode. I was just like, oh, and then that it is ended. 
That's a I good would... metric to base an episode off if you like it. Like, how many times you've gotten on your phone just – or, like, that's a good metric. Like, to see if it got you in the whole time and not to get you on your phone once, that's hard. And mm-hmm. then, like, if you check the time of the episode – it's either a really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah, it's you're either, either like, like, God, when is this going to end? Or God, I hope this doesn't end soon. Yeah, you know, yeah, no. like that's. Uh... And, and you're right with this episode. I was in. Like, I, I didn't really think about that. Like, when I watched The Last of Us, I am in. I am not on my phone. That is a show that I watched one time, and I am like, I I got every single second of that episode because that's I, my a eyes nice were Kansas City, Missouri mm-hmm. representation yeah. on uh, The Last mm-hmm. of Us last week in episode or episode four. I'm trying to think of a show that I'm kind of more just like, yeah, I'll throw it on, but I'll I'll pull up my phone every now and then and, and you know, get back into it. I might miss a good five minutes of it, but I'll jump back in and not really have to rewind or care. Hey, you know, I've been rewatching Superman and Lois. And mm-hmm. that's the attitude I have for obviously it's a rewatch. So, you know, I know what happens, but I'm not yeah. I'm not that's looking true. away for a fucking second. You know, like that's that's some good shit right there. That's true. Uh yeah. But uh, anywho, I think we got we got about yeah six we were right. Locations. This is we might be there was a little lag that happened there. We might want to reset actually. No shit. Because whenever you, yeah, whenever you brought up uh, Superman and Lois, you kind of just for like five seconds just like didn't say anything. But then you like oh. we're all back, so I don't know. We might just want to see how that. I see. Because hmm. I, I think we're now delayed possibly because my camera. Actually, I got mind. I got you just fine. Oh, actually, never mind. I was a little slow for a second. Now I'm not. So yeah, you're chilling. You've been chilling. Okay, yeah, okay, never mind. Okay, well, sorry, editing now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's fine. Nine minutes okay. in, I can keep track of that. Uh, but we do have about six locations here, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a it's a goodie. So what do you say we go ahead and jump on in? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's begin at Winterfell, where the episode kicked off. Uh, and I didn't realize this is the first, like, last episode it was like they're doing the Siege of Torn Square. This episode we kick off and they have raided Winterfell. Like, that is that is how we start the episode. Uh, and Maester Lewin is frantically trying to send off a raven and manages to do it just before a band of raiders from uh, the Iron Islands led by Theon take over the castle and... Uh, Theon had lured those 200 men away uh, and ended up uh, infiltrating the castle with just 12 men and some grappling claws. And Theon tells Bran as much. Uh, And this part, a couple weeks back we mentioned a character that is just so pathetic it's almost embarrassing to watch sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one of those scenes. Like, for a dude who's like, yep, we're taking it by force. Him practically asking Bran if it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to take you down there and you're going to tell everyone that you're giving it over to me. He's like, no, I won't. He's like, dude, come come on, man. He's like, come on. You just have to give your castle to me, okay? I, I, I did everything I was supposed to. Just give me your castle. Oh, yeah, this dude just absolutely blows fucking sucks yeah. alfie allen's fantastic as mm. theon Greyjoy, though like a very very talented actor um i'll never forgive him for killing john wick's dog though um 
<laughs> Wait, he's the actor that, that is act- right. He's the actor yes. who kills John Wick's dog. Yeah, he, he uh, just sucks in Hollywood. Everything, I guess every, yeah, everything Alfie he's Allen's being, in, he's going to fucking blow. If he's being cast, maybe that's what he specifically looks for, is is this character one of the most hated in the show or movie? Give it to me. Let's see um, if Alfie Allen wants the gig, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's fantastic at it. He's a really good, he's a really great actor. And uh, the kind of struggle that he has with this episode is really cool, where like he is obviously feigning that he is confident in his decisions. He feels like mm-hmm. he is, you know, he's obviously not. He still does not know for sure that this is what he wants to do. It's what he feels like he has to do. Uh, because he is a pussy and feels he needs the approval of the yeah. iron of this, the iron like, he really just did this on a whim he was like because he was supposed to go out and just like kill some fishermen that was it but then he was like all right actually here's a plan that i i think would work because this is how the north works and if i do that i guess i can get winterfell for a little bit like really it was just because he was humiliated in front of his father, and then his sister even humiliated him further in front of all the crew. So he's like, how do I win? How do I get a win? And that's what he did. Like, that's that's all this was. It wasn't like, like, because whenever he was challenged, actually given the questions of, like, you know, when Maester Lewin and everyone, you know, eventually, like, you get there, he, he, realizes, he realizes, like, his mistake. And he's like, then he's like, actually, like, wait a minute. Like, have I fucked up? And he's like, no, I am too far gone. I, you know, so like, um, but Sorry, my dogs are upstairs barking their asses off if that comes through mm-hmm. for a second. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's more sad to see him like go down this path. Like, because I eventually just feel like bad for him for reek and everything. But like yeah. now I feel like I'm more of like, he deserves becoming reek. Like I, oh, that's and now, thing, yeah. Is that like, he just like, there comes a point where, you know, for about 15 minutes, you're very happy that he's getting tortured by Ramsey. And then, like, after that, you're like, ah, man, did he deserve all of this, though? Like, yeah, he deserves some pretty bad shit to happen to him. I'd rather him just have a nice, quick, clean death than uh, than get his dick chopped off and uh, have to get tied up and nails, stuff under his fingernails and, like... Oh my god, the shit that they do to Theon later on is terrible. And he, he earns betray it. his whole family though. Like yep. Earth family, yep. but like I mean Did he come on. did you uh Theon, did you hate us the whole time? He was speaking oh. as the Raven there. Mm. Like, I don't know. I every time Bran some like says something, like there's times in this episode <clears throat> where like in this episode where he's like actually anxious and worried and obviously just a kid but like whenever he says that he goes into like a different like he went into like this did you even like us at all like he's like he knew what was gonna happen he saw Mm -hmm. sir roderick die and it's like he sees that already but i guess like being the third eye they're becoming like i don't really know i still don't know how the fuck any of that works um so like I just, anything Bran says, I always just look at it as, like, he knows everything that's already happened already, yeah. but he's not unlocked it yet, you know, so it's Well, like, that's the thing, at any given point, the Bran from the future could be projecting himself onto Bran in the past, and, like, you know, because that's... So that's whenever he's asking Theon, did you love us at all, do you, that could be future Bran 
asking him, like, I know that you die and I, I know your full history. Dude, I want to ask right now. The fact that this man changed the course of Hodor's life when he was like 10 changes everything. You know, like, that makes me go, he could be interacting with anything at any point from the future. You know, like, this dude could be doing fucking anything. Uh, like, whenever they go into that memory of, like, Ned's, whenever he's about to, like, run up into the castle where his sister's giving birth, and he's like, Dad! And Ned, like, pauses, like, young Ned pauses and turns around for a second. Like, that's that's him interacting with the world, but not being there. Like that's that's some weird shit. But that's I, like, before you just his time. That's before Bran was even alive. Yeah, so that's, that's before, not. So that's he, before John or Rob was alive. It's when yes. John was getting birthed. So that's you know, the thing. Like, it's, it's not even just like now he has access to all. It's like it's all time. Like yeah. so because. <laughs> because once Bran becomes the Three-Eyed Raven, which he does, he now has access to anything ever, even the events of the show right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Look. no, I don't think he necessarily is doing that. No. Uh, no. But it's something to look out for. If you ever think Bran's acting weird, it's a distinct possibility that he's <laughs> he's doing some shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Theon escorts Bran down to the... The castle square where Bran uh, hands Winterfell over to Theon. Says, yeah, we're going to listen to Theon, everybody. It's all right. This will be over soon. We'll figure this out. Uh, That's kind of Bran's attitude about the whole thing is that he's like, this is Theon, man. Y'all know Theon. Theon's a bitch. He's not going to do shit. They Uh, were calling him out right then and like, yeah, people were like, they knew that they could be killed for that, like, sort of speak, and they're like, I still don't care. Like, yeah, you Theon, are... Theon goes, you all know me, and that guy's like, yeah, we know you to be a right little cunt, you yeah, know, like, like... Immediately. God, I just... And, you know, and Theon said he had to have think that this was going to be a badass moment, and everyone was going to be like, yes, Prince Theon, like, oh, like, so sad. Little pussy. God. Little pussy. It's just so pathetic. Like, it's just, it's overwhelmingly pathetic, because he can't even pull off a beheading right you know like sir roger you know captured by theon's men returns from torrance square and uh you know he's like oh you little fucking bitch and theon's like oh yeah oh yeah what are you gonna get spit on his face and he's like take him to the cells he's gonna rot forever and dagmer's like hey man i'm not gonna lie to you it doesn't matter that we took over winterfell um if you don't kill this guy right now, none of us are going to respect you. Um, <laughs> Straight up. I mean, it's it's pretty ultimatum. Um, but I guess the iron way, like their ways. Yeah, it's the like iron price. I guess it's straight up. And I love the the angel endeavor, like devil on the shoulder imagery here of like Maester Lewin yeah. being like, Theon, He's- please think about what you're doing he is worth way more to you alive. The Starks oh, will pay. I, dude, mm. I loved that line. You mm. know, because Lewin's, you know, Theon makes the point. You are the maester assigned to Winterfell. You serve the Lord of Winterfell, right? Mm. I'm your lord. And he's like, okay, if I'm providing counsel, yeah. this is the counsel I'm going to provide. You know, like, mm-hmm. the Starks will pay. Keep this man alive. And, you know, that's a little... You know, they don't need Sir Roderick Cassell alive. You know, they don't. Uh, that's not gonna, it's not gonna help the Ironborn in any way, shape, or form. Uh, 
but still, I love the the framing of it by him saying the Starks will pay. Let's leave this guy alone. Mm. Uh, and he's like, nah, can't do that. Uh, I also love the actor for Dagmer. Uh, what's his name? Ralph Innocent. Uh, I think a f- great actor. I actually just recently he was in Willow, mm. uh, the the Disney Plus series. They did a great job in that as well. But uh, yeah, Dagmer, cool guy. Not the character. The character's a dick. But that's what's funny is he's le- he's less of a dick than Theon is because at least this is just like all Dagmar oh, knows. Yeah, like the, the dick tier level like, is there's multiple tiers to Game of Thrones dick level. Like there's yeah, you know Joffrey is not even close to this guy. You know, like he, like yeah. There's, there's Dagmar's just that, like, hey man, I'm gonna be fucking real with you. Like, he doesn't know Roderick. He doesn't know any of these motherfuckers. He's not like spiteful towards the Starks or anything. He's not betraying anybody. No. He's just going, hey man, for real, I ain't gonna fuck with you if you don't kill this guy. You yeah, he's know? like, oh. he spit on your face and we all saw it. And if you don't kill him, I will literally go back home and not think of you as anything else. Well, and they didn't even have to, like, Dagmar was ready to do that execution. Theon didn't even have to do it. They were like, you can just order this guy to die and we'll be cool with it. In fact, it probably would have gone better with the Ironborn if Dagmar would have done it. The fact that Theon struggles so hard with this beheading, just, oh, Oh, I just got to think that no matter what, the Ironborn are losing respect for him by the second. Like, Uh, And they already didn't respect him at all. Sucks the way Sir Roderick went out. Like, yeah absolutely blows but for what sir roderick wanted to accomplish by his death could not have gone any better like that's that that is the part that that was very good about sir roderick's death if you can take any good of it hey and i'm not gonna lie to you this scene like again the impact of watching it week to week and like taking our time with it is that the characters hold a lot more weight with me I never, I, I still don't give a fuck about Roderick really, but the words he says mean a lot more in this moment to me than they ever have before. Whenever he tells Bran, it's all right, I'm going to go see your father now. Like, dude, I was like, I got chills talking about it right yeah. now. I'm like, that's never resonated with me on the level it did on this watch. And I was like, yo. Yeah, he was like, okay, may the Roderick. gods be with you, Theon for you are already lost or something like that. You yeah. Know? And I was like, was spitting. I'm like, yeah. And, and Theon literally, he hears that and he's like, he kind of takes a step back and he realizes like how far he really came. And, but at that moment he realizes he can't, he cannot do anything other than kill him. Like, no, he cannot back out of it, but he knows it's wrong at this point. He does know it's wrong. And I think he does realize that, but he is too far. He's chosen his father. He's chosen that. That's what he's chosen now. Um, and oh, yeah, for sure. And man, the kick, like he kicks his head off to that's the final blow. The fi- yeah. Like that. I didn't realize that before. That was, that's rough. Like I, you I really butchered a beheading. If you just got, if you hacked him four fucking times and then have to kick his head off, you had a rough time. You lost. I mean, I guess I've never thought about how hard it would be to behead someone. You got to slice through a spine, you know, like, and, you know, I, if you hit the right spot, you're going through, like, just a little bit of spine. But, like, if you got a, like, I feel like anyone at that time, if you know a how to swing a sword, sword, I mean. 
it's pretty fucking heavy. Like, like you're yeah. a bitch. Like, this yeah. Movie, like, I don't want to say Ingrid, that I'm capable says, of doing no, it right yeah. now. But I like, certainly, well, and that's, I think that's a sign of the way Theon feels about this. It's not just mm-hmm. that he's a pussy who can't do it. It's that he's a pussy who doesn't um, want to do it, but feels like he has to, you know, he's right. like, uh, it's like him lashing out in anger. It's not him mm. being Ned Stark in the first episode being like, this is just what I have to do. It's him being like, no, this is what I have to do. You know, like it, he's, he's a little bitch. He's just a little bitch. And uh, Roderick proves it. And uh, ultimately, after the head comes off, Osha goes ahead and is like, my prince, I will serve you well. Uh, I, uh, let me serve you. And he's like, fuck you. I helped, I helped capture you. Get the fuck out of my face. And then she comes by later on and is like, there are many ways to serve my lord. And he's like, I'm a prince. You should. There are many ways to serve my prince. And then she she drops trow and. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna fuck Osha real quick, and uh, while hey. he's asleep, put his pussy, put his ass to sleep. Yeah, it's canon. It is canon that Osha had Theon sleep through the night because she fucked him so good. That's can That is that's literally canon. a story element in the show, and that's put amazing. Put his ass to sleep. That's amazing. She knew it's so easy. She's like, Theon was smart enough to be like, oh, give you a spear and have you kill me? Yeah, right. I'm not that dumb. Invite you into my bed and have sex while you could probably kill me at any time, you know, but my PP is thinking for me. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, no, no thought there, you know, so that I just, I love how just sex comes first and then you know, the actual thought comes second. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I just love that that's an actual story element in the show. Um, now, I don't know. It's that's that's insane. You can't what I don't know. You can't just like a Netflix show. That's just I don't know. You can't that's that's not normal for TV. And it's insane no. that it's just a no, that is one of the most normal things that could happen in this show though. Like no, I don't no, know. This is, it's this is just average television for Game of Thrones. This is just any given day he's like, "What do you want me to give you a spear uh so you can kill me?" No, I'll give you a spear and you'll put my ass to sleep. What does it say in the breakdown for this moment? Does it say that like Osha so good put him to sleep, or does it just say like they slept together? It says Theon later that night, night. It says later that night, Osha the wildling woman has sex with Theon, but then sneaks out of his room while he's asleep. So they're they just very literal it with it. Terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just yeah. literal with it, but we know, you we know? know, they don't we know, know. We know. Yeah, yeah uh, we know. But yeah, she uses this opportunity to sneak them out of Winterfell, which is crucial. Uh, Bran, mm. Hodor, Rickon, and their dire wolves. I loved Summer and Shaggy cruising behind. Uh, no Hodors, unfortunately. I was I was wanting like a little whispered Hodor, you know, like Hodor. Damn it, nothing, nothing. But uh, yeah, she also kills one of Theon's guards again, just using her sexuality to murder motherfuckers. Absolutely fantastic. I think literally grabs his dagger yeah. while kissing him and slits his throat. Yep. Uh, she's yep. a badass. She was very, she was this close to being my favorite character of the episode. Mm. So yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, she uh, was like, Eon sent me to service every guy this night. I'm, I'm here to keep you. to make you. the rounds. Yeah. And I'm here to keep you warm. Make some cold. It's so funny to me like, that this dude was just like, that makes sense. Yep. Let's do oh, it. that's my prince. You know, honestly, at yeah. that time, 
Oh, they're all down. They're all down. I'd go. Just, I'm almost certain Theon has some sort of STI. I'm. I'm good. Uh, they don't know that. They no, don't know they that don't back know. then. I don't know. It's just a big pool. <laughs> you know it's... that does conclude the story in Winterfell, <laughs> and it takes us to the Westerlands, where King Rob is making his rounds. And this part, I don't know what's so fucking funny about it to me. But him just like walking through the camp, doesn't say a word, just shakes everyone's hand and just kind of like waves. He grabs that one dude's helmet and looks at it, and then hands it to him. Nice, Do- I'm doesn't a good king. Word, that's though. yeah. It's just, it's just to show that he's a good king and people love him. You know, yeah. it's no, like, I love it. Like, I love it. It's also just so funny that nobody says a word. Uh, yeah, no, I think the, it's the Rob helmet. says one word. The human word. He he goes up to one person and he says, friend, and walks away. They yep. just laugh at that. They don't even respond. He just says, friend. That's the only word he says that whole walk. <laughs> friend. Oh, King Rob. You're I mean, a hell hey. of a man. Uh, but this is one of the cutest scenes between him and Talisa. Uh, and uh, I just absolutely loved the way they were all flirty, flirty. And then Catelyn walks up and he's like, oh. Mom, this is Lady Talisa. Uh, I love the shit they were giving each other about, like, oh, how do you know I'm a lady? And he's like, oh, you're a lady. Oh, I know you're a lady. Uh, mm. I absolutely loved that. And uh, <laughs> the way that when they introduce Catelyn, Catelyn's like, all right, I get that my son's really into you, but I do not approve. And you can just tell. Yeah. Um, oh, she like, knows. She caught on instantly because she, she pulled up. And Rob was like, hey, uh, hey, uh, i like you to meet this, this you know, like he was instantly nervous about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, then yeah. it, like Kat's look, like her face was just, she instantly had that eyebrow raise, like, okay, I see what's going on oh, here, she son. doesn't even wait. She, like, Talisa walks away and she goes, you're promised to another. You know that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, yeah, mom, I fucking know. Uh, I just like to think because here. Bruce Bolton arrives with the terrible news that uh, Theon has taken Winterfell and uh, uh, Roderick is dead. And Rob's like, well, we, we got to march back. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can't just let that stand. And I love to think about what could have been if they just go, you know what? <sighs> let's tr- let's trade. Uh... Let's trade Jamie for Sansa and Arya. Let's go back to the north. The fr- like we'll just cross back at the mm. twins. The phrase will let us through. Dang, he gets to marry. He gets to marry Talisa. They go back to Winterfell and take. Oh it back. no! Uh, well, Joffrey would not. You, I don't know the the peace the peace trade. If it were to go through, the Starks honor it. And they're cool. The Lannisters are backstabby. I still think they try to rid the Starks of the North. Um. Oh, I could see them marching on. I could see them marching on Winterfell, but that's the thing that's like no, that Winterfell's like notorious for is that they they don't lose Winterfell. You that's know? Like, true. Oh, only, okay. There's okay. only one army that's ever lost Winterfell, and it's the one that they decide to send to Winterfell to take it back from the mm. Ironborn, led by Ramsay. Uh, I see that. That makes sense. That's it, it, I guess if that does go through. The North just becomes its own, its own entity at some point. 
at that, you know, like it's, I feel like they're too far gone, like, um, to go back to peace like oh, yeah. now, but, yeah. um, I, I, maybe in a while, but yeah, man, that would have been a nice, if yeah, Rob was that, like, let's you know, actually just go home. It was going to go how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, they're doing a whole different thing. Like the North doesn't achieve what it's set out to do at this point. If they decide to march back, you know, and Roos makes that argument, which fucking sucks. Now that we know what Roos does, um, he is respond. He's the one who puts a dagger in Rob Stark. Like, like, man, and that's the thing. He was making sense here. Like, it's like you are way. You're so far forward. You've made so much progress. You are the king. Demand people to do stuff for you now. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a very important lesson for Rob to learn. Yes. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like. Look who it's coming from. We're still like, at, look, we're still at fifteen thousand men, bro. Send a thousand of them back to Winterfell. Yeah. Fuck Roos. Fuck Roos. Fuck Ramsey. Don't listen to him. Take a take a contingent of your army. Send fucking Great John to take Winterfell back for you. You know, like I don't know. I just don't think. <gasps> what if he it. went back? No, because you can't really call the shots from. You got to really be with the army to call the yeah. shots. He can't just be sitting in Winterfell. It's a different time. Yeah, you know, it's different. So, you got to be leading your army yeah. to still be king. Uh, but but yeah, man. Rob ultimately agrees to Bolton's proposal, and he orders them to take Theon alive so we can look him in the eyes and ask why before killing him himself. Uh, I was like, bar, bar. Mm. Love this guy. Love Rob Stark. Uh, but that does conclude the story in the Westerlands, and it takes us to Heron Hall. Oh, yeah. Where, and this is oh. another place where a scene that I remembered. Oh, yes. Like, oh, my God. I remembered. That's, th- that is the thing about this episode. Not even, like, I remembered lines of this episode. Like, there were times in this episode where I knew exactly what was about to happen, but I had no idea that it was happening this episode. Like, I know this episode is so memorable but so forgettable of when it happens in the timeline of Game of Thrones, yeah. I guess, you know? Um, because, like, I'm watching this scene, and I'm like, oh, my God, these are some of my favorite scenes of, like, just of these storylines. And and they're playing, like, it's Hall. this is where it really starts to spice up. You know, yeah. like, like, ah, let's just get to it. I don't I don't want to jump the so, gun too far, but yeah. At Hall, the main base camp for the Lannisters, uh, Tywin is berating Sir Emery Lorch for delivering a letter to their enemies instead of their allies uh, because he cannot read properly, and he discovers that his cupbearer, Arya, known as Aerie to him, can read, in fact, when he asks, he requests a book of the, the greater and lesser houses. It's that, w- and then he she manages to pick it up before he even gets a chance to finish explaining. Uh, and he's like, look at that shit. Look at that. My cupbearer knows how to read better than you, you fucking idiot. Mm. Uh, and I loved this scene. Whenever he, like, whenever he sends him off, sends everyone away, dismisses all of them, and he's like, you know what? Maybe I ought to have you draw up our next battle plans. How's that? You know, like, uh, okay. Yeah, do that <laughs> and see what happens. Like, oh, I will. <laughs> uh, but, uh, mm. whenever, uh, Lord Peter Baelish pulls up and he's like, clear this off the way she like tenses like, <gasps> like, fuck, this dude could recognize me uh, and does um, and keeps he, it to himself. 
she's been comfortable this whole time. She's been like, it's mm-hmm. nice that I'm this close to Tywin, but he has no idea who I am. I'm so safe, but yet mm-hmm. kind of still in danger. And I, and now I have a new friend in Jack and Agar. I'm feeling good, feeling good. Yeah. <gasps> the way she someone maneuvered. knows, and then she's like, someone knows who the fuck I am. Uh-oh. She like she's like so tent like oh man I love I, the way and the way she keeps her cool though like she's she's mm. already built for this a little bit man oh, yeah. when Tywin holds out her cu- holds out his cup and she like turns her back really naturally like I don't mm-hmm. th- you don't think anything of it if you're not looking for it and mm-hmm. she like I was like oh she's she's good at this shit but uh, Peter's discussing the assassination of Renly and the subsequent rallying of the noble houses from the Stormlands over to Stannis. And uh, how the House Tyrell has retreated, and they've gone back to High Garden. He's like, "Yo, we could really use them." And this is what I was talking about, like either last week or the week before, when I was like, "Oh, shit, they could just like." I was like, "I guarantee you, Peter's going to be the one who brings the proposal to the table." He did it here. He was like, uh, basically, not in so many words. He's like, "Marjorie wants to be queen," and. Uh, Loris mm, wants revenge. Yeah. Like, okay. Could really use them. Uh, hmm. That is. And Iwan's like, okay, I'll think about it. Okay. And like the whole time, like I was just looking at how much Littlefinger was looking at Arya the whole time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, when is he going to start to like pick up, you know, or whatever? He like looks like she like. She keeps showing his face and he like keeps taking glances at her. And then he finishes the conversation with, uh, and I wanted to talk to you about Catelyn Stark and her daughters. That uh, before he says that though, his eyes are locked on Arya. Like, I mean, it was like, he didn't, he was looking at her, looking at her, whatever. And then like him and Tywin's conversation ended, she spilt on him. And then that's whenever he got like an actual look at her. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, wait a minute. And then he looked, and then when she walked away, his eyes, like, did not move from her. And the way he said daughters, like, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, no. he either, um, he either com- definitely knows, or he is pretty sure and is trying to get a read on her response to him saying something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, which she doesn't let on. She just leaves the fucking room. How lucky for Littlefinger, though, because he told Catelyn, like, yeah, both of your daughters are safe. Look what happens to Sansa this episode, ish. And then uh, Arya, kind of safer than Sansa, I guess, right now, actually. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just so happens to tell, you know, Cat, like, yeah, both of your daughters are safe. We know exactly where they are. He had zero fucking clue where Arya I'm was. Say, and then, I'm just trying to imagine Littlefinger being like, like, what's going through his head? He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, he's like, you're no telling me Arya Stark. Way. You're telling me Arya Stark is the goddamn cupbearer to Tywin Lannister right now in Casterly Rock at, at, at Harrenhal. That's what's happening. Okay, he's like, yeah, because okay. when he went back to King's Landing, his first thing had to have been like, we have to find Arya. Like, you know, that had to be one of the big ticket things because he's like, if this promise goes through, we have to have Arya to trade. You know, mm-hmm. trade for them. Um, so like, he would have to look for Arya, but just so happens that on his way. You know, back to King's Stop Landing, by. I guess. Stopping by Heron Hall. Um, oh, here's Arya right here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's I think he knows. Like he at that point he knows it is Arya. Um and I because I, I don't know what happens next, like episode with like or with him. Does he know 
that it was Arya, and then he goes back and tells people, or does he, like, let it just fester and, like, let it play out? Because um, I don't know if he actually uses the information for anything. No, he keeps this um, shit to himself. One hundred percent. Okay. Never, so, never bring. He's. This is something he put in his back pocket and was like, "I'll use this whenever I can." But he never gets a chance to use it because she eventually she leaves Heron Hall before the end of the season. You know, like she's she's not there for much longer. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. That's true. But yeah, later on, yeah. Tywin questions her about where she came from, you know. Where, where'd you learn to read? Uh, my dad, a, a mason who knew how to read. That's an impressive man. Uh, and uh, while Tywin is distracted after Arya asks him about his father, she steals a little letter on the table about her brother, Rob. And uh, Tywin is like, he gets all thoughtful and vulnerable with Arya and then is like, I'm kind of cold. And she's like, I'll go get you some firewood. Cool. And she takes the opportunity to read the letter, but unfortunately bumps into the man who is out of Tywin's favor right now and has a perfect chance to get right back in. Uh, so he's like, oh, okay, fuck yeah, I'll take this. Let's see. Let's see what he really wanted from you. And uh, Ari's like, God damn it. Gotta waste one of the fucking names. Jockin, uh, Amory Lorch. And she's like, he's like, hmm, a girl says a second name. Now! <laughs> chill the fuck out okay a girl cannot tell a man when a thing is to be done okay uh now now i'll do what i can it's like uh, all right he's like man i guess whatever i am equipped with that talent i am that guy so i guess well, yeah sure. i guess it's possible but this is so inconvenient uh <laughs> spits somehow dart hits him yeah like I love how they make it seem that he instantaneously teleported and, like, right after, like, this is instant, you know? I don't know. I, if it is, it, it could be. I don't know. I don't oh, I, know. I took it to be a time gap. I took but, it to yeah. be, like, there's like, uh, a, like, maybe a minute that passed, uh, and he made so, it there. I guess what we don't see off screen would be Jack and Hagar sprinting towards the Tywin's office. He's scaling something, you know, he's scaling oh, okay. walls, jumping building to building. Oh, okay. Like this okay. man, it's not just You're running. Right. He's figuring it out. Uh, and he's got it like that. Uh, but that does conclude the story at Heron Hall. And it brings us to King's Landing, wherein we uh, were at the Royal Court, including, uh, Including Joffrey and Cersei and Tommen and Sansa, they're they're at the dock seeing off Princess Marcella, who's having a tough time having being shipped off to Dorne. And Cersei is quite sad, and she lets Tyrion know that she she just prays that one day he loves someone, he loves a girl, and you know mm. he's just so over the moon he he just cannot imagine anything happening to her because one day she wants to know that she can take that away from him. And the way Tyrion looks at her and then just walks away, like, yo. I mean, Peter Dinklage put one on in this one. This was cold. This yeah. was good. He, it, it is like, on one hand, he did kind of set up Marcella for bait for a trap to see who was snitching in the, in the council. 
but also was just probably a smart move to get Marcella out of King's Landing. Like, mm-hmm. actually just smart. Get her safe. Marry. We need allies. Actually just a smart move. And, like, it does suck. Um, But, like, the move is smart for the war spec, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, he's being a good hand at the king. Um, And I just always love the imagery that Tywin, like, or Tywin, every time, like, Tyrion's on screen now, and if he has power over someone, he is shown over them. Mm-hmm. He was standing on top of the stairs, and Cersei was, like, below, and the shot yeah. was looking looking up you know at like cersei and then you saw like just Tyrion above her mm-hmm. um and i just i don't know they they make Tyrion feel so powerful because he i mean he is the hand of the king right now he is doing so much and he shows how powerful he really is late like he like later on i don't, I don't mm-hmm. know uh but this um i'm pretty sure my favorite scene comes out of king's landing i think yeah. No, I'm certain, um, but definitely um, because this scene has so much going for it, and it starts here, yeah, uh, where they depart from this departure of Marcella, and they're making their way through the streets. It starts here and ends when after Sansa's saved. Uh, that is that safe to call that a scene? <laughs> so whenever Joffrey gets shit on, yeah, to Joffrey, Sansa like, being saved, basically, yeah, it's I don't know how to define it as more than maybe maybe. It's a scene until they get Joffrey to safety, and then it's a scene after Joffrey, like, it might be two scenes, max two scenes, but I'm going to call it one scene. Uh, Because this shit rocks, the way they build the tension of everyone being like, oh, King, you're a bitch, fuck you, and then one of them throws shit at his face, and that's when I'm like, okay, well, this is my favorite scene. If Joffrey catches shit to the face, it is automatically my favorite scene in the episode. Uh, Mm. Man, mm-hmm. and so always good to see. Oh, so okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's never or it's the better. It's best to see him die. You know, that's the ultimate. I always just want to see him die. But like, it is it is a nice cherry on top just to get, to see some some shit thrown in his face. Little shit in the face, man. Like that's not a fun. That's not a fun situation to be in. But man, I really just wanted someone to like gut punch him or like, you know, just one civilian just to get like a good shot. Just land, just absolute land one on him. Um I would 50 times more mm. rather get punched in the stomach than have shit thrown at my face. Yeah. 1000%. But I think the the best person out of this whole scene, it, it was almost Tyrion. I think Tyrion, he's pretty good here, and he, he acting performance, the decision he makes, everything's pretty pretty good here. But Sigor Clegane, the Hound, throughout this entire sequence, is like he's. This is my favorite Hound character development right here. It shows who he is perfectly in the situation. Mm. He protects Joffrey. And he, you know, he's, he's telling him, you know, while he's protecting him, like, yeah, they want the same, they want you dead. They all hate the ever living shit out of you. Let me just get you to save, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't want, he would, he would want Joffrey to die just as fast as anyone else, but he has to protect him because that's what he has to do. Um, and you know, my favorite thing about this scene is that as soon as Joffrey gets to safety, uh, Sandor Clegane is not told find Sansa. Nope. He goes and finds Sansa. Like there's yeah. there's no there's no hesitation about it for him. And uh and the in between there is also important. 
um, because he, whenever he's protecting Joffrey, he's mainly scaring people away from him. Uh, and he's like literally hissing or like kind of barking at people yeah. literally and like scaring them away. And he's not really killing anyone. Um, no. and, but then whenever Joffrey's in safety, if anyone comes up to test him, they're dead. Like every single person that touched the hound after that, after he got Joffrey to safety, they died instantaneously. Um, there were three, like three people came up to him. They died. So like, it's not that he, will protect Joffrey and, you know, whatever. He will also protect himself. You know, he, he's very, you know, while, when he's on his own. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I let, I don't know. I think I might've lagged again. Huh. I didn't hear like the last five seconds. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then never mind. Um, anyway. Uh, um, no, but I'm with you. Yeah. He, uh, he's definitely, <laughs> He's doing the bare minimum to protect Joffrey and actually doing things to protect other people, which I think is awesome. Mm. Uh, and ultimately a riot erupts and spreads throughout the city and the royal party. Uh, they're, they're overwhelmed. I love the way Tyrion sent Tommen the other way was like before it ever started, he was like, get Tommen back to the castle. Forget about everything else. I'm like y'all mm. go that way. Yeah, before yeah, he was on it instantly. Something is going to happen here, and we need we need the the air out of here. Um, and uh, the high septon is literally torn apart limb from limb. Uh, we talked about this recently, not recently, but within like the last year of like uh someone like a mob literally attacking someone and ripping off their limbs if that was possible. Uh, and I was like, I think it happened in like Rick and Morty. This is actually the example that I was thinking of. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I bet it happens in Rick and Morty somewhere too, probably. Oh, it does um, happen in Rick and Morty, but there was another thing I was thinking about that I was like, what the fuck is it? And it was uh, this. There it uh, is. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a way to go. And Tyrion sees it, you know, and Tyrion's like, Oh, oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, he's yeah. like, so, oh, dude. The power of and the that's people. And he goes in and is like, Joffrey, you fucking idiots. This is my line. Mm. Uh, this is my line. Uh, we, <laughs> we've had vicious kings and we've had idiot kings, but I don't think we've ever been cursed with a vicious idiot for a king. And mm. uh, Joffrey's like, I am a king. You do not talk to me like that. And then he smacks the shit out of him. Now I've struck a king. Yes. Did my hand fall from my wrist? Yes. And see the, the, the part that I wanted like a, a civilian to get, jo- you know, a hit on Joffrey. It feels Tyrion. good that Tyrion hits him. It does feel good, but it's like, man, that is just, you know, his uncle. Um, it's like he can hit him. Really? It's the hand of the king too. So it makes sense that it hits him, but like it, fe- it would feel even better. To come from a civilian. Like, just... Can you imagine just a random... Just someone doing this that same thing? Like, mm. oh. Um, anyways, well, I, but... I, uh, no, yeah, don't get me wrong. That would be very satisfying. <laughs> I think what this displays is that Joffrey doesn't have as much power as he thinks. Mm-mm. Mostly because he... Like, if a civilian does that, that civilian is instantly put to death. Yep. No Tyrion thought. does it, and he doesn't do that. Uh, which is insane. Uh, and uh, 
Joffrey doesn't retaliate, doesn't tell anyone. He and Tyrion's like, someone go find Sansa, and uh, Marin trance like, I take orders from the king. And Tyrion looks back at Joffrey like, you wanna, you wanna chime in, and he just walks away. So nobody. That's that's the first time you're watching this. That's the horrific part of this is that you're under the impression no one is coming to save Sansa. Ugh. And we cut so bad. Sansa uh, nearly being sexually assaulted when uh, the man is turned around, his guts fall out, and uh, everyone else dies. Uh, You're all right, little bird. Throws her over the shoulder and walks her on out of there. And I was like, he is such a fucking sweetheart. I know he just gutted a dude, but what a sweetie. What 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 a sweet little boy. Was interesting that there were four guys back here, and he killed three of them, gutted one of them, and like the the first, you know, the main guy, and then killed one of them pretty quick. A guy tried to run, he caught him, killed him. But then there was another dude who was behind him that would like watched it all happen, who was like left alive, and he like, I'm surprised that the hound just didn't kill that dude straight up too. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, he just, I, I don't know. It was really, I didn't notice it. like, you get the idea. Yeah, I guess let every, oh, no, it's even more badass. You got to let someone leave to tell the story. Tell the tale. Yeah. And that's it, fear. He's yeah. using fear as a tool. Oh, he's the Batman. He's the Game of Thrones Batman, dude. And or Clegane, the yes. Batman. Oh, uh, um, but it, he, he is my favorite <laughs> character of the episode, actually. Um, I, I think I did say that before, but it's like because of the like he's act like I don't know. There was a lot of development that he showed in mm. just these scenes very quick. Um, I think a lot of other characters put on a very good performances, like Tyrion. Oh my god, his performance was really good. Sansa's performance was really like their performances were really good. They didn't really have a whole lot of character development in this episode per se, unless you want to get to like John, um, or later on for some other people, but um. But I loved, I loved the Hound this episode. He well, was like even, the hero of this episode. Oh, I loved it. So. I loved it. And the line after that when Tyrion's like, thank you. Like, and Tyrion means it, you know, like that is what I love yeah. is that the single, the person he was the most worried about, not just because she's a good tool to have for the war, but because he's genuinely worried about her. She doesn't deserve any of this is Sansa. Mm-hmm. He's worried about Sansa the whole fucking time. And he tells Sandor, thank you so much for saving her. And he goes, I didn't do it for you. You know, like that's, Hard. I love you. I love you, the Hound. I love that guy. Uh, but Sansa's and, taken back to the castle. Shay starts oh, taking care of yeah, her. Yeah, and even how he says to take Sansa back to the castle. The little bird is is cut. The little bird is bleeding. Take her back to her cage. Like, yeah. like he doesn't even say, like, take her back to her room. It's like, no, the little bird is hurt. Well, and it also mm-hmm. implies that he knows she's a prisoner. Ah. Uh... The little bird is cut. Take her back to her cage. You know, she is trapped. This is not what she wants. This isn't where Dang, man. take her back to her cage. It's even uh, better. The hound is poetic as fuck. That he man is already like, my favorite character. Now it's even more sad. I love the hound. I mm-hmm. love the hound. But uh, Sansa talks to Shay briefly before the end of this, uh, before the end of all this. And she tells him, uh, or she tells Shay that, you know, she wishes that they would have done it, that they would have killed the king. And she's like, don't you fucking say that. Okay. You can't trust anybody out here. All right. Stop saying shit like that. She's like, I can trust you, you though. Good people. Yeah. But you're not the wrong kind of people. I'm like, she's right, but she's directly connected to Tyrion. And that's Mm -hmm. why 
uh, she's like, hey, like, just don't trust about just, who you yeah. talk to. Just don't trust anybody. Yeah. You know, it's just easier that way. And it's sad, you know, that she has to live that way right now. But the position that Sansa is in, she shouldn't trust a single person. Um, especially in King's Landing. No, um, absolutely yeah. not. And I it's, love that she does. She has gained someone she feels like she can trust. Sansa needs that, you know, and uh, and Shay ultimately does look out for her, like, a lot. I'm pretty sure she kills someone for her later on. Uh, mm. I, like, a, a hand, like, a different handmaiden who's, like, spying. Like, I, or, no, she threatens her life because Sansa gets her period. And she bled all over the bed and she's trying to cut it out of the mattress and Shay walks in and is like, flip the fucking mattress. We don't want anyone to find out about this. Like, ain't no way I'm letting Joffrey touch you. And then another That's handmaiden right. walks in and she threatens her life and is like, you tell anybody about this and you'll fucking die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Shay's a real one, you know, like she, she betrays some loyalties hard later on, but I like the way she holds it down for Sansa. Mm. Uh, but that does mark the end of the story in King's Landing, where we had my favorite scene and my favorite line. Uh, Just my favorite character, I think. I The only one that I'm still debating is performance. Um, I'm set on my, my line and, and scene. They have not come up yet, actually. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. Our, um, our next scene takes us beyond the wall, where the scouting party of the Night's Watch, led by Quarren Halfhand, has left the expeditionary base and their main force is set up at the Fist of the First Men, and they continue searching for the wildlings in the Frost Fangs mountain range. And they encounter a small group of wildling scouts, and one of them takes them, down, takes them out with an arrow. They all fight, and it all leads to Egret being the only one left, and John has her at sword point. He goes, a girl. He's like, a girl who would kill you if she had the fucking chance, buddy. She wants to cut you. Uh, she wants to cut you bad. Mm. Uh, she was gonna grab this axe and de- bury it in your fucking skull. Be careful. Mm. Uh, I don't know. And- I, I love the, uh, just John, like, being part of the group here, though. Like, hit the lessons that he learns, like, here before, uh, they show up. Like, like, everything that's said to John now, and I'm thinking everything that's said to Bran with a grain of salt because of the three eyed raven, and then John just because of just who he is. Oh my, you know. Well- with John more than anybody, they're using him as like an instructional figure. Like people are teaching him lessons all the yeah. fucking time. And like I real like that's a plan, you know, like they knew what they were going to do with him. They're like, all these people are informing his rise. You know, like it hasn't even stopped yet. Egret informs him of a lot. Mance Raider informs him of a lot. It's brand. Like, it's brand. It's like, you know how, okay, it's Bran. I, whenever I say Bran, I I, I kind of want to say it's like the Force, you know, like at, in Star Wars sort of like idea. Not like Bran is literally warding and giving him all these lessons. It's more like his, you know, the idea, the good, the prophecy, what's supposed to happen is, is this good I'm king is supposed to, yeah, it's like, let's, let's let this happen um, sort of okay. thing. Um, that, that's how I kind of think of it more because like, no way Bran is just warding absolutely everyone and controlling everything. And it, you know, like, no, um, no, but like, um, like John is even asked, like John says, like, this feels like home. My father always said that the North was my home. 
Um, and then he's like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Does this look, look like around. home to you? Yeah. Does look this look like, like home to you? Well, and what's cool is that it does. Later it on, does he's running like around home. like it's his home and he's, he's like, running. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it does look yeah. like my home. Mr. Ghost, I love how ghost is out just going to, um, and I don't know. It, it's every time that anything like the first men uh, is mentioned like when Sam mentions that John is shown next. Yeah. Um, and then whenever like it was mentioned of like the North being home, it was like, and then John came into the shot and he's like, yeah, yeah the North, the North was always my home. It's like it, if you, whenever you first watch, you just, John is still just a bastard at the night's watch. You know, you, you have zero idea. And, but like, if you, like, if you know, it's so, it's just so cool to know where he goes and, Seen all uh, these lessons he's learning, but this is where uh, he meets his wife. Oh yeah, uh, John Snow. You know married. nothing, John Snow. No, you like real nothing. life wife. They're married, which is really cute. Uh, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie are actually married, which is fucking adorable. When was this? They got married before season eight came out. Uh, like in between seasons. Yeah, it's been a like thing they, for a while. Oh yeah, they've they. Well, I think. They've been kind of ambiguous about when they got together because I don't think they wanted everyone to be like, yeah, we met on set and we've been, we've been together ever since. Apparently it's like, it was kind of like, no, like it wasn't like public until they were like, yeah, we're getting fucking married. And then everyone was like, what? Uh, wow. That's yeah, awesome. Super cool. Which is really awesome. They, they met on the set of Game of Thrones. Uh, and our love interests in Game of Thrones, probably the best love story in the show if i'm being for real they're definitely my favorite uh mm. oh yeah because it's like it's either her and john or john and danny and john and danny has that like you know it's like i can't really like that one yeah like uh, my other one like and that's the other thing is that like it, it it'd be danny and like Khal drogo but even that has the like oh that started really weird um yeah so this this one is natural and yeah. it, it you know it wasn't like forced it wasn't like it's, no one was placed here and you have well i guess eager was supposed to die well john didn't kill her so yeah it's it's I more this is her. the most like the most genuine and it, sort of start striking a difference between and i think that's what's interesting about this episode is that john and theon are both the sons of the stark family who are not starks mm. you know like it's it's they're they are pretty much brought up the exact same way, save for the treatment Ned gave them. Uh and Ned treated them probably the exact fucking same. You know, like yeah. I think it's like they were brought up the exact same way, Theon and They're John. just the the yin and the yang. It, like They're it's the show right. one who is selfish and wants to take things for his own, the iron way, you know, or the what do they call it? The Yeah, the iron uh the, I think the iron way. It's not right. Because it the pay the iron prices whenever you have to kill some like that's like when you're saying you have to kill iron someone price right is like they they have to pay, they it's kind of a tell or ambiguous is it more ambiguous than just to kill it's like if you say like the lannisters have to pay the iron price that still makes sense you know yeah. it's not yeah. okay but uh i don't know it's you have theon just the absolute selfish like yeah i'm gonna i was brought up in this castle and i'm still i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna take everything from me and then you have john the very honorable you know maybe too honorable sometimes um well in the way that like this comes later in the episode after theon actually absolutely butchered a beheading and he goes strike hard and true 
and uh and he he rears up and then chops right in front of her head and mm. uh they're like uh, <laughs> let's do a little game of chase and they yeah, like, they have fun for a little bit they run around <laughs> in the snow they're they're throwing snowballs at each other making snow angels ooh sorry there was just this one little point I, it was almost my favorite line and then i'm like no i can't i can't choose this for my favorite line but when john put put his sword on her neck she said that's cold she said now that like because to a wildling nothing they know cold yeah valir like it just makes valyrian steel that much like oh, cooler it looks so yeah cool. oh it was shiny it, it was so beautiful oh. so good and like it, it it like the lore is just even cooler knowing that a wildling said that it's cold that's, you know like now that's, that's cold steel. and uh, then and then like what i love how they both look at each other but it really just gives a, a nice frame to look at the sword whenever it's just against the rock and like the sun is shining on it you see john and eager like and it's like there's that part whenever she's uh, like he asks her what her name is and she goes Ygritte, what's yours i told mm-hmm. you my name and he mm-hmm. turns it up at her throat and you get like this beautiful uh, shimmering shot of the sword up against like oh my god it was like this was mm-hmm. damn close to being my favorite scene, which is why I gave Egret my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, which Hell is the yeah. first time a character has been introduced. And in that episode, I decided mm-hmm. they're my favorite character. Um, there we go. Oh, yes. We already tracked the Zero Hodor. Forgot Arya did name a second name. Uh, do you, what was that dude's name? Amory Lorch. Uh, Amory Lorch. Yeah, A M O R Y Lorch, how it sounds. <laughs> By Jack and Hagar. And then okay. So now we got everything tracked. Just want to make sure there. But um yeah, I, I don't know. I I was thinking of maybe get uh, the performance I'm still debating on my performance. That's the only thing I don't like really know yet. And I'm just waiting to see if anything hits me. And nothing has hit me out of John or Egret yet. I don't I don't I'm know. certain on mine and we haven't gotten there yet. So Yeah, uh, it's but mm. nevertheless, the reason why Egret's my favorite character hasn't even happened yet. They go ahead and they chase each other through the uh, through the snow. They get separated from the group, and uh, John tackles Egret, and she's like, "Oh, you think they're gonna I'm like you're too far gone now, Lassie? Let's go ahead and shack up for the night." And uh, she's <laughs> like, "Come on, cuddle me, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, we'll be far warmer." You gonna build yeah. a fire? Why do you want me to build a fire? You know, like uh, that the, the flirting <laughs> hardcore back and forth uh but then uh whenever he's spooning her and she starts moving her hips yeah she's and oh and he's like oh sorry yeah just trying to get comfortable first but then the second time she's like oh was that me i didn't seem to notice really oopsies yeah. it's like oh it, and john's like okay you know that's the thing is like john's sure next episode their storyline starts with them waking up in this position and john's hard I th- I think he did like whenever he first cuddled her he had a little like he had like this little shake or like this little like I haven't felt the warmth of a woman for you know like a long like I think well, he already he's never actually felt the warmth of a woman yeah. either like he's that I think that is why he's saying like it's not that he just he knows what she's trying to do it's that he is already hard and he's like, don't get close to me because you will, like, I think that's, like, the 
the play. But then now next it's like no but i'm pretty but, sure like i i'm already certain of what my favorite line of next episode is going to be or whenever they pick this storyline up it's like uh egret says something like oh did somebody pull a knife on me in the night uh like uh some shit like that and he's like oh god he like gets up and like moves and like i think that's gonna be uh, i already know that's gonna be my favorite line but uh oh, john. john and egret this is the beginning of a story that I absolutely love becomes absolutely heartbreaking. One of the only episodes of this show that truly made me like sad sob, you know, like, cause there's a lot of sad stuff that happens, but it's like in shock. Mostly I'm not like crying. I'm just kind of like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah. And like the sad stuff is usually always paralleled with also just, holy fuck. I can't believe this is happening at the same time. But like mm -hmm. whenever, like, I don't know. Whenever it's also someone that's like, it is a really good love story. Like, it's actually like, you care about these people. Rob, They're like, actually the good people in the universe, too. It's Rob like, and Talisa, uh, Ned yeah. Stark, John yep. Egret. Like, that's yep. off the top of my head. Those three are it. Like, I don't think there's another point in the show where I like truly am sad about what I'm watching. You know, like, that's, that's about it. And, uh, this was this is just the beginning of that story and it's fucking fantastic. So Yeah, they're hoping they're hoping they're gonna find their way back to the uh hmm. to the party, but they do not. Uh I I think I have solidified my performance actually. Oh yeah. Um, and it is it is through this scene. And I, I do think I will give it to Kit Harrington, actually. No shit. Um, and ha wait, have they um. Yeah, they've cuddled already. So they've done the running and everything, and he chased her because, yeah. like, when he was chasing her, he was he was getting around. That well man got an like, angle of pursuit. Like, yeah. So, like, it, not just the performance he had to give, just like you know the lines and the you know whatever he had to actually run, actually jump, right. land on all that snow, that, and and you could tell the slide whenever he like slid to get her you could tell they did that like 10 times before like you could see the the lines the trail, like in yeah. the snow and then like where it happened like you could just it but like um i don't know i i, I think that. uh because i i don't know i i really liked john in this episode and like he wasn't really i couldn't really give him my favorite character i really wanted to give the hound the character nod mm. for this episode and i'm like man i want to get john in here somewhere um but I, I don't know. I think he he did do a good job at, at playing the like the prude, you know. And and at whenever he was just talking with all the the other uh, Night's Watch guys as well, learning his lessons and everything, like picking their brains, and his brain was being picked too. Like the act, the conversations they were having were actually really interesting. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Not really a performance crazy anything that that Kit Harrington, you know, I, he's capable of far more. No, yeah, um, I wouldn't say there's like a uh, standout performance in this episode. Really, it's it's every character is just on their shit. You know, that's kind of uh, mm -hmm. par for the course. And we're gonna have a nice little dichotomy here. As next up, we're going to Karth, where we get my favorite performance of the episode and Amelia Clark as Daenerys Targaryen. Oh yeah, baby, this is th yeah, after well, watching House of the Dragon. This scene is so much cooler. Ooh, um, this is good. Yeah. Uh, whenever she's like waiting for him, and like it's the way she can play, like perturbed, like abs, just pissed, but hold it back. 
Like that's hard to fake, you mm. know, like, uh, yeah, she does do that very can, well. You can fake being pissed. You can fake, but faking being pissed and then faking holding it back. That's crazy. That's a whole other level. And she is good at it, bro. Whenever he shows up and she's like, I've been waiting for you. And he's like, I couldn't rise until the, I couldn't fall asleep until the sun was shining and the birds were chirping. Fucking Spice King. What a bitch. Uh, you know, and I had a, a moment of realization um, during this episode. And maybe we talked about it before. Um, but I'm like, how the fuck are these dudes so goddamn rich? And why is it just like the 13? You know, why have like 13 people that have like a council? And I'm like, hmm. I wonder, they know something. The, these 13 people, they all know something that they, they hold a secret. And I think that secret is if you go east of Karth, you get to Westeros. Mm. And their boats just show up in their ports in West, so they sell to Westeros and Essos. Um, and I think that's their secret. That's how they're so rich because it's in the middle, it's at the very end of the desert. Like it's, you have to go through so much shit to get there. You have to go for boat to get anywhere to even get there from Essos and it's so far. But mm. if it goes to Westeros, like and they know this, they're the only ones that know this, you know, that's how they're so rich because they I don't know. I I, I was just like, I don't know why I was trying to think of the logistics of of Karth and the thirteen. Um mm. but I'm I was wondering like how are these people so fucking rich in the middle of the desert where there is nothing around? And and his ships are very the city that ever was yeah. and ever will be. And his his very important like his ships were that important to him. He's like, I can't give you my ships. It is how I have my money. It is how I have my power. And I don't know. I think it'd be really cool if we, you know, in like the Arya spinoff, if she shows up in Karth. Like that's that's mm. the, the ooh, what's left of Karth after? Did Daenerys come back and fuck it up? Daenerys did not come back and fuck up Karth. They end up looting Karth before they leave because all the 13 end up dead by the end of the season and they lock up uh, Zarozomandoxus in his empty safe. That's right. Uh, so is it so like just taken over by the people then? I guess so it's just kind yeah, of like pretty a, much. I guess we don't really know. So it's whatever happens. Yeah. So it's just yeah. whatever the fuck. Okay, that's yeah. sick. Yeah, it'd be really cool if, if like Arya shows up and, you know, she's she's sailing, and she shows up in Karth, and it's like a free city now, or yeah. something like that, you know? Um, Arya, and it's like Arya in Karth, and it's the next yeah. Khaleesi of the Dothraki. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah. Now know. we're getting nuts. No, but the way, Daener the way that Amelia Clark plays this scene with Daenerys whenever, uh, you know, the Spice King is like, so you have no army, and you have no support in Westeros, and... He's like, it just doesn't seem likely. And he's like, she's like, yo, dude, I walked into a fire and came out with three of an extinct species. I'm fine. What the fuck do you think is going on here? He was spitting, you know, and she was like, she was just trying to sell her game. She has nothing. She only has three dragons in the promise. But like, she, her, after like Viserys and the dreamer aspect of like the Targaryens, you know, I think like. Viserys was kind of like a failed dreamer. He dreamt, but he could never act on them and make them come true. Um, because I think you have to have both. 
like as a Targaryen. If if you're well, a dreamer, mentioned that everyone dreams. Yeah, being a that, Targaryen, you might have just projected importance that didn't exist. That is true. I feel I, I do feel like there is some magical dreamer aspect, and I think it's connected to Bran. I th- like I it just if it, if it's all time and John is a Targaryen and a Stark, and like I think it's like I, we need to protect this line to make sure John is born. So we must protect it. So like that's why I think the Targaryens dream and are so powerful and have been power is because you need John to be born, you know, or whatever. And Brand, I don't know. If for everything to happen, John needs to be born. So you must protect the Targaryen line and you must protect the Stark line. Right. So um, that's my logical reasoning. But it could just be it's writing. Fuck it. You know, it, whatever the reason is. Um, but that, th- it's my favorite scene. This is my favorite scene. Um, of the episode of Daenerys, like being like, yeah, I, I am no ordinary woman. My dreams come true. She says, um, ah, there's my, yes. my line for the episode after she explains, I, I walked into the fire, you know, people looked at me. They thought I was mad. They thought I was insane. And then I walked out of that fire with three dragons. And now I'm on, on the path to the iron throne. My dreams come true. That was one of the best investment pitches I've ever heard in my life. You know, like, if she goes up in the Shark Tank, like in the TV show, and says that exact thing, Mark Cuban's like, all right, I'll give you $3 billion and four like, ship. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I see the vision. I, you are a dreamer, you know? Like, holy I'm not fuck. betting on a product. I'm betting on you. Yeah. You know, uh, some shit like that. And, uh... <laughs> I mean... It, it's a fantastic scene, and again, that's why Amelia Clark got my performance nod because mm. she was just too damn good in it, and uh, it and she only gets better throughout the the end of this episode as she returns with Zaro Zoandoxis to her uh, to his mansion where she finds her guards dead, Eerie is dead. What the fuck? Her 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 like right hand mm. woman mm. dead. I'm pissed. Uh, there was also a line from Daenerys right here that was almost my favorite, where she was like, "Man, the Spice King won't even give me his boats because he thinks I'm not even. Yeah, you know, he thinks I'm not good enough. The someone won't do this because of blah blah blah." And it's like, and then this guy wants to give me a ship, but I have to sleep with him for a night. And he's like, "Do you think I'm gonna whore myself for a boat?" And then it's like, <laughs> "Oh my God, everyone's dead. Where are my dragons?" And I'm like. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now my dragons. Um, I was uh, like, yo, Amelia yeah. Clark is nuts. Yeah. yeah. She like, that is, you know, I don't know. Those are her children. Like that is a, a scream that you hear like a mother saying like, where are my children? You know, like, where's my bait? Like, where's my kid? Where like, um, she did that, but for dragons in that, like, um, you're right. Like she does deserve the performance for this. No, she did too like, damn good, man. Um, uh, but I don't know. We got we got Kit Harrington and Daenerys for this. Yeah, episode, so I, I was like trying to. I, I like was it. also trying to spread the love. There were just yeah. a couple things that I couldn't. Uh, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, got got to be Amelia Clark here. Uh, she's she's very good, and mm. uh, I've actually had a good run of a, a new, a different actor every week for me, and it looks huh. like. Oh. Well, I go in runs of two, and then I switch it up. So I, I yeah I got I got Tyrion two weeks in a row for the kickoff of the season and then Kit Harrington two weeks in a row this week and last week ah um, there you go but uh I'll switch it up next week and the week after if patterns well, I mean, are to only be believed, if uh, but, only if you need to yeah you who, know, knows? who knows 
Maybe John goes off. A man without honor. That doesn't seem like John. Um, so mm. I don't know if that's his episode, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what happens with John, like this season, like at the end. Like, what's the big John thing? Is there even a big John thing at the end of this season? Um, I don't know. I don't even want to really think about it. I just want to. I want it to hit yeah, me. Yeah, experience it. Let um, it wash so, over you. Yeah. Again. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think that leaves us with nothing but a rating for this episode. After we watch that hooded figure carry the dragons up towards mm. the tower, the house of the undying. I've taken them to the house. Oh, this dude's just so weird. What a weird Squidward-looking dude. Um. Anyway, yeah. The Earth is closed today. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, for the rating, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Whoa! On, uh, in most respects, like this is a this is one of the best of the show so far for my money. Yeah. Enjoyment wise, this was a lot of just like holy fuck, this is happening, and I'm glued to the screen the whole time. Um, I don't. I mean, it's. I think that it's the best of the season, enjoyment wise, so far. Um, and that means the se- or the floor is a nine. I'm pretty comfortable just giving it a ten. I don't think I have any hesitation enjoyment wise. I'm pretty I'm pretty I like I wanted to go ten. So if you're comfortable yeah. going ten, I'm cool with like that. I was ready to make a sell for it, but if no, you're I, already comfortable, that no, only makes no, it our second ten of the show. Yeah, no uh sumai necessary yeah. for this episode. Um it's a ten. No, because I was right. like I know it's the best of the season. Um and that means it's a nine at least. And I'm like, I'm not really no, yeah, this is know, a surefire no ten in but, two categories, and that's yeah. genre and enjoyment for me. Yeah, um, that one was even easy. Like, I don't know they're both pretty easy, but the genre was like, if this isn't a ten in the genre, I don't know what is. Like, if this isn't an episode of Thrones that gets you just like riled up in every way, like I guess we got Ghost. I guess we got the dragons in their cages, so we got both of the fantasy aspects that are on screen. This episode, technically, but like that's John, just on the side. Crazy. That that doesn't matter. It's um, all of the yeah. It's all of the character. John takes here. Winterfell. Oh, Daenerys's dragons are stolen. Everything in King's Landing, like Arya and Tywin and in Littlefinger, like yeah, and, man, man, and like Arya and Tywin are actually like friendly to each other. Is the thing like uh, mm-hmm. Arya kind of like smiles sometimes, like after like some things that Tywin Tywin needs. pays her a compliment and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I did deserve that, you know, like character interactions that we are not going to get much, you know, much of any longer. Like we're not not going to get after she leaves. They never see each other again. That's never an interaction that happens again. um, So, Uh, yeah, this is a a, definitely a 10 out of 10 there. Now, this marks the only the second episode of the show for us so far to have two tens. Uh, And it's the only other one was Baylor. Season one, episode nine. That makes sense. That's a pretty. Uh, that's pretty another, high praise for season two, episode six. Another Real episode God's in which we remembered Ned got his head cut off, but we were like, I don't remember what else happens at all, and so much happened that we were like, holy fuck! So this yeah. episode was stacked, and this episode's the same exact thing. It's like we didn't even remember one big event that came from this. We were just like. Oh, I don't really remember what happens next. Whatever, okay. But then we were like, Lord oh my me. god, this episode stacked. Me. So, yeah. And I don't I think, think 
while this episode was written incredibly well, I don't think the nut man was bringing a whole bunch to the, uh, to the mm. visual side of things. I think he got a lot yeah. out of his actors. Um, and I think the writing was really good, but visually I'm not, I'm not left floored or anything. And I remember Baylor specifically being like, holy shit, visually this episode is brilliant. Um, so my ceiling for this is a nine. Um, yeah. And I was trying to think if, if drop into the eights, like, cause they, they did have to accomplish a lot in this episode. Like they, you know, and they're not like, I don't think the shots were lazy necessarily. They still had a lot of beautiful, like, uh, John and his sword, you know, like Wolfsbane was, mm-hmm. was popping, was looking really good. We, um, um, so like the, it wasn't lacking per se, but, um, definitely not top tier. I, I think nine is where I'm at though. I don't think eight anything is fair because, because yeah. of how good the writing was and just like, I don't like, the amount that they actually accomplished in this episode is just impressive. The amount of storytelling they told, like Theon's sto- story progression is insane. Yeah. This, this episode, John and Egret is the beginning of it. Like, I don't know. There's so many things that happened that were so good. Mm. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm 100% down for a nine Yeah, and that is brings that it to a nine, six, seven. So an, is that 97% that, is Baylor is nine eight three, and yet that's the only other highest one. It'd be Fire and Blood, the season finale at a nine five. No, yeah, at a nine five would be the next closest, and then it's this one. This is number best episode of the show so far, which I'd agree with. I think you know, I think like, so too. Like watching it, I was floored by how yeah. good this episode was. Oh yeah, um, it deserves all the praise. It actually got an eight point nine on imdb which is the highest of the season besides the last two of the season and it is higher than ooh, none of the last five episodes of the first season on imdb uh, well let's see on good old rotten tomatoes this is no given a hundred percent yeah hundred percent I was um, like, there so, are some episodes where they've given it a hundred, and I'm like, don't know how they determine that. Uh, uh, and that but is just, I don't know, ninety-seven for us. That's a good one. That is a goodie. And we and, did uh, say <laughs> that the pattern of Thrones is usually the end half of the season is where they ramp it up, and then it just keeps going. You know, it's just bang, 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 and we we hit massively. So I don't know. I don't really. I remember what happens in Blackwater, obviously. Um, hey man, I, the rest of season two is kind of a mystery to me. Yeah, wow. other than Blackwater and really Valar Morghulis, I know that's like with the like Jack and Hagar and like the with like I know with that, but I don't know like I don't know what happens there actually. Like I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like what the what even happens in the finale. I know Blackwater. I know. The big boom. I, that that's all I know for the rest of the season, basically. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. This is this is going to be a, a really interesting rewatch for season two because so much happened this episode that I didn't even think happened until the end of this season. So right, right. Um, nah, man, I'm in. I'm, ready. I'm in. I'm having a great fucking time, and uh, I'm so happy to be rewatching it. But with that, 
I think we will conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennyblog where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of movie reviews and comic book pull lists every week or two weeks, uh, book reviews, all sorts of content. 50 hours is conservative. I've been saying that for like six months now, um, mostly because I got tired of keeping track. Uh, if you would, that would be a huge help. Uh, three bucks a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. And uh, the four people who are over there right now, thank you very much. You are sweethearts. Uh, all right. With that, if you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you are listening and download the episodes. We are booking it as far as downloads are concerned this month february is already a top five month uh all time for us and that's as of a week ago um, thank you everybody yeah thank you so much uh for tuning in and we are pumping out the content so there's there's a there's a balance there a lot more episodes in february than uh most months on average but uh we we thank you so much we thank you so much it's a it's a great pleasure to be doing it for you and we love seeing the benefits of our work. So thank you so much. Uh, you're fucking with me and Joe. We're covering the Bad Batch on Wednesdays right now. Uh, we got The Last of Us episodes four through six coming up soon. Uh, probably next Wednesday. Um, looking forward to that. We got the comic book journey through film going on right now. Last week was Howard the Duck and we were joined by my dad for mm -hmm. a nice little comic book project discussion which was so much fun so howard the duck just last friday and this friday brings us to superman 4 mm -hmm. the quest for peace which yeah. i know. enjoy i enjoy i'll be was... I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up with you i like that movie it was no okay. it's not the greatest but i like it uh yeah. oh yeah let's see we're Got probably there. gonna do a few other things throughout the week just because we're we're on a roll right now and we're, we're liking what we're doing so whatever's coming this the... week just make sure you check it all out the draft part two or part three. Ooh, um, the this comic book character draft concludes on Thursday. It does. Yeah, it is over. All right. All right. But yeah, James. And then, uh, James. Oh, Gunn's and then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming this weekend. That's right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Which means we'll have a new Patreon episode discussing that uh, within the next couple weeks, I'm sure. Um, as soon as we both get a chance to see it, uh, it is my girlfriend's birthday this weekend. So that'll probably be, it is literally Thursday, the day that we would, <laughs> the day that we would go see it, which, mm. uh, you know, if she wants to, we'll go see it on Thursday. I doubt yeah. that's the case though. Yeah. Uh, uh <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you never we're know. Out to St. Louis this weekend. So busy weekend. I'll probably get to it Monday if I'm being for real. Uh, all right. So yeah, That's we'll uh, we'll get a chance to discuss it on Patreon soon. Uh, Hell yeah! And I look forward to it. Uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And now I've struck a king. Did my hand fall from my wrist? <laughs>